Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Glad to welcome back to our WKXL studios another outstanding sponsor, sponsor Dan Weed, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can call right now and make an appointment. Operators are standing by 603-225-7988. Good morning, Dan. Ken, good morning. Thanks for having me back. It is uh, always a pleasure to have you in studio. And folks, if uh, you have any automotive uh, questions, uh, concerns, thoughts, views, opinions, uh, 603-224-1450 is the number to call, 603 224 and just like our AM frequency, 1450. So if you'd like to uh, chat with Dan, uh, the latter-day Shell Answer Man, uh, if, if you're old enough to remember the Shell Answer Man, uh, Dan is in studio. Be happy to, uh, to take your calls. I was telling Dan that uh, uh, last night, uh, celebrating uh, Kitty Ray's birthday, which is uh, today, by the way. Well, so happy, happy birthday, birthday Kitty Ray. Ray. We were on the uh, Mount Washington on uh, Lake Winnipesaukee and uh, saw that super blue moon. Uh, what what an experience that was. I wasn't even thinking about it, to tell you the <laughs> truth. And then an announcement comes over the, the, the PA system saying, uh, folks, take a look. You know, you're not going to see anything like this uh, again until the 2037. And it was that super blue moon. So last night was that that one event in your lifetime, that once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon, yes. And I and actually I had a blue moon to celebrate <laughs> <laughs> with an orange in it. <laughs> but it, it was really something, really something. So yeah, it was it was pretty. I had the opportunity to sit out on the deck last night. Yeah. You know, we set up uh, on the top of Ridge in, in New Durham, and we got a pretty nice view there. And so watching the moon come up over the ridge last night. And then, of course, in the middle of the night, you, you wake up and the field is just lit up with moonlight. It was really pretty last yeah. night. Oh, it was a sensational night. And it didn't start off as a sensational day. Lots of rain and yeah. wind, but... We needed like, some more rain. Come yeah, we, oh, of course. But yeah, yeah. It was a great finish to the day. Yeah, it was a great finish. Not not such a great start, but a great finish. And uh, you know, Winnipesaukee is uh, as high as I have ever seen it. Uh, like like the Merrimack River, same thing. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, everywhere. The, the water, water levels are crazy. Hour, yeah, uh, unbelievable. But uh, we're talking cars here today, and I just noticed something. Uh, yeah, automotive uh, News Daily. Okay. I don't subscribe, but I get the headlines. Sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce this off you. I, I, this just came in today. Dodge muscle cars and four Kia models are among our most stolen vehicles. Dodge muscle cars and four models of uh, Kia are are the uh, most stolen uh, vehicles that we have. Why? Well, interesting that the Kia ones are in there because Hyundai is right there with it. Mm-hmm. Because Kia and Hyundai are partner companies. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they just had that huge recall of, about the software updates because of lack of anti-theft software in the cars. Ah, so I'm kind of surprised to see Kia alone. Now, the, the muscle cars, and, of course, it depends on which ones they are, are some of the, if, if you will, pared down versions of street racers. And so they don't have a lot of the fancy gadgets and some of it includes some security software yeah. because yeah. The, the lighter the car is, the faster it goes and the less 
something to go wrong, so to speak. So it's not a surprise to see some of those supercars in there with the lack of security some of them may have. True. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. And uh, so uh, there, there you go. So Dodge Muscle Cars and four models of uh, Kia mm-hmm. among the most stolen vehicles out there. Right. And I think it was just up until recently with the Kia and the Hyundai versions, uh, some of the insurance companies in the major cities were dropping the cars until some of these updates have been passed through. So you couldn't even get insurance on some of these cars recently because they were so vulnerable to being stolen. They were almost easier to steal those cars than it was some of the cars back in the 50s and 60s where you can, well, like you see in the movies, hotwire the ignition. Yeah, all right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, so there, there you go. And uh, there's a part of the rationale as to why uh, that is the case. Dan Dan has the answer. See, I mean, uh, I, I knew I could go to the right source and, <laughs> and get the answer, and Dan is here. And uh, we talk a, a lot about electric vehicles on uh, this segment with, with Dan. What, one thing I don't think we've talked too much about uh, is their weight. The weight of an electric sure. car apparently is, is much heavier than their gas-powered counterparts. <laughs> there, and, there, yeah, there isn't a, a great deal of weight savings, if you will, there pretty equal for the most part in some of the smaller cars. But if you get into some of the longer range uh, battery systems that they're offering, then yeah, there is really no weight savings per se. And I just saw yesterday, as a matter of fact, speaking of EVs, that uh, New Hampshire has put a, what do I want to call it, an extra fee on your registrations now for electric cars and some of the hybrids uh, because they are not using uh, gasoline and so they're not paying the gas, gas tax, tax. Yeah. Uh, to help maintain the roads. So they're going to tack on this extra surcharge on your registration for an EV to help offset the fuel wow. tax cost. So those th- folks who thought they were going to escape that gas tax <laughs> are not. But the, the uh, thought was from this, uh, I, I don't know if I read it or heard it somewhere, but the thought was that you know the electric cars because some of them are you know heavier mm-hmm. in, in weight than uh, than your average your your standard uh, gas powered car that they uh, you know do more damage to to roads and they put more wear and tear on the highways and byways. Well, I think that's where the the registration surcharge came in is to you know help offset the lack of you know fuel tax road tax costs. But yeah, I mean certainly the heavier a car is, the more impact it has on road wear and whatnot. It's no different than a you know tractor trailer. Obviously, we're not getting into that range. Well, not yet around here so much, but you do have the electric trucks out that are out there. So yeah. But as far as the cars are concerned, I really don't see that it's going to create that much of a difference in road wear or road maintenance. Just your normal wear and tear. Yeah. So it doesn't really. So somebody I think was somebody who was anti. Uh, electric car, I think, was was throwing that out. Uh, so they were anti-EV. They just uh, wanted to uh, go away, obviously. Yeah. But 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 you like the uh, you like EVs. I, I, mean, I do. You're I'm, you're a proponent. I, I see uh, a, a definite place for them in the automotive segment, and for a lot of people, you know, if it fits their driving style and and whatnot. Uh, I think it's a great technology. And to that point, I saw a great uh, article with some video footage the other day about this company that has come up with a whole uh, battery recycling system, uh, basically put the entire battery pack in there. It's discharged and safe at this point. Uh, It literally crushes it up, uh, separates the plastic, the metal, and also 
all the battery elements as well, particularly the lithium, mm-hmm. uh, into three separate convenient you know systems, wow. and then they can recycle all of those components and start over again. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. That was the first time that I'd seen somebody come up with a, uh, I guess, viable recycling technology for the batteries at this point. So I thought that was really great to see. Of course, you know, the, the biggest problem continues to be the infrastructure, although it's probably uh, getting better uh, around the country in terms of uh, charging stations and that sort of thing. Now, you know, there was some talk, and I don't know how far it's progressed, about a battery exchange sure. where, you you know, places along, uh, along the roads would have uh, batteries uh, for your EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than having to wait, you know, a couple of hours to uh, charge your vehicle, you could just exchange the battery. Sure. I've seen hints of that here and there, but I think the overall efficiency of it is not quite where they want it to be. You know, you got to remember that a lot of the times that this battery is part of the structure of the car, if you will, mm-hmm. when it's, you know, secured from underneath. Right. Uh, at this point, you know, you've got to lift the car up. You've got to take this battery pack out. Yeah. You've got to have basically a clear span under the car, slide this battery out. There's obviously safety concerns, plugging and unplugging the battery, yeah. and then putting the new one back in. And, you know, all, it's kind of like uh, swapping out a propane tank, you know. Yeah. How old is that one that you just swapped out for and how old is a battery you just swapped out for uh you know is it that brand new battery that you got with your car and i guess personally i'd rather have the battery that came with the car and recharge it than to swap it out and i can't imagine that you know there's going to be a if you will a 15 minute battery swap although you know nascar has pit pit teams (laughs) for a reason so (laughs) yeah yeah no really yeah yeah but uh it's interesting and uh uh, have has has charging become any faster? Have, uh, have there been uh, devices created that make the charging process any quicker than it once was? So they've had these different levels of charging for quite a period of time, and we can get back to that after the break. But uh, there's level one, level two, level three charging, and, and they all have different uh, capacities, if you will. Dan Weed is with us, Weed Family Automotive, located at 124 Store Street in Concord. If you'd like to make an appointment, operators standing by. Who's standing by today, Dan? Uh, Bobby and Ronnie are waiting for your call. 603-225-7988. And we're waiting for your call here at the radio station uh, at 603-224-1450. you have a question about uh, uh, anything that has to do with the uh, operation or maintenance uh, of your vehicle, Dan Weed is here from Weed Family Automotive. And you can uh, check them out online at WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. We'll continue after these words. Kale and Company live on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. Great to have you with us on this Thursday morning. Dan Weed in the house from uh, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now, 603-225-7988. And, of course, uh, Labor Day weekend upon us. And I I heard, Dan, uh, that the busiest travel time this Labor Day weekend is going to be this afternoon. Great. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, get a couple extra days in, you know, the folks that have some extra time off, take the Friday off as well as Monday, the holiday. Yeah. Uh, if it were me, I'd take Tuesday as well, but no. you know. <laughs> oh, well, why not? Why not? You're the boss. Well, <laughs> at that point, you, you, you miss that Monday afternoon traffic going home, so. You know, exactly. Pick, pick it up Tuesday morning. Exactly. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but you know, it, it's funny, though. Uh, there, These holidays are almost not just becoming one-day things. I mean, they're becoming a week long. I mean, the like oh, no 4th doubt. of July, mm-hmm. uh, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, you, you name it. They're becoming like weeks instead of days, you know. Well, kind of like the last hurrah. The kids yeah. are back to school for the most part. And, you know, some of them will have tomorrow off, so, you know, have Get them out of school this afternoon and head out to wherever you got to go. And yeah. I think a lot of people aren't traveling anywhere near as much as we used to. I think a lot of people are staying closer to home. Yep. Yeah. And we're seeing more and more of that with some of the outdoor activities right. around yep. our state. So it's, it's great to see people rediscovering the outdoors. Uh, it at, is, yeah. And uh, enjoying what we have to offer here in the state. But it's not a surprise to hear that today or this afternoon is going to be busy as far as travel time and you know you come by the shop this afternoon about three four o'clock we'll we'll sit put a lawn chair out we can watch the traffic on northbound 93 as it gets congested uh Every holiday weekend, or, or most any weekend, given yeah. the, the, yeah. the But now, seasons. especially on a, on a holiday weekend uh, right. like this one, the last hurrah of summer, even though uh, some uh, schools are already in session. Uh, Concord uh, opened uh, yesterday, and uh, others in the state have opened as well. But uh, Manchester doesn't open until uh, next week. So. Yeah, see, that makes more sense to me. You know, I think so. so I no. really... I'm 100% with you there. I know they have uh, to get their school days in and everything, but yeah. to send the kids to school for three days yeah. Uh, yeah. and then have, well, three days off and then start all over again, yeah. I'm not sure that you've gained a whole lot. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I never went to school. No, I didn't go to school. <laughs> uh, but I never went to school uh, before Labor Day. Okay. Uh, did you? Not that I remember, no. No, no. I, but it was always after Labor Day, you know, like like the Wednesday after Labor Day, yeah. school would open. And, and Labor Day was always, you know, kind of a mini celebration end of summer. We always get together with friends and family for barbecues and whatever. Yeah. But back in my day, I think Labor Day was famous for the uh, the Jerry Lewis telethon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That uh, Jerry used to go on and on, hours on end. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't stop the guy. No, you couldn't. And uh, he, he did a lot of good, raised a lot of money. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was a tradition, yeah. Now, you know, I, I I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> Labor Day and Jerry Lewis yeah. were synonymous for many many years. Yeah, yeah. And it was great to see you know the, again the good that he did and the money he raised for the cause and you know. But for whatever reason, that kind of stuck in my mind that we always did. You know, that Labor Day telethon was always on for right. most of the weekend with the television. You'd pop in and pop out and see what they were up to. And, yeah. you know, it, it was That's al- right. almost as famous or, or as popular as the Olympics. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. I mean, in some cases, maybe more so. Uh, but, uh, no, that was uh, that was a, a Labor Day a tradition for uh, end of uh, close to 30 years, probably. Mm, yeah. All of that. Yeah, yeah. And now it hasn't been with us for uh, several years. And I've forgotten about it you know, until, <laughs> until you just brought it up. But uh, a nonpartisan energy and environmental policy firm, Energy Innovation, it's called. Interesting. Said uh, leasing an EV is the cheapest way to get a new car, citing uh, government incentives and uh, fueling and maintenance savings. Interesting. 
And I wasn't even aware at this point that they were offering a lease on an EV. You know, I figured the incentive was for purchase and get them out there in the fleet. But to have a, a lease option available is nothing that I had heard of yet. Uh, not to say it isn't out there, but that, that's an interesting point. Now, we, uh, in our own house, had leased a car for a period of time, figuring that, you know, the kids had grown up, my wife wouldn't have to drive near as much. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it didn't work out at all for us because in her busy life, she was traveling more now that the kids were gone and grown up because of the grandkids and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And then help and take care of parents and, and so on and so forth. But she was racking up more miles than our lease allowed to the point where uh, our our third vehicle, our extra vehicle, she was using so she wouldn't rack up the miles right. on, on the lease vehicle. Right, yeah. So it didn't work out well for us, yeah. but I'm sure there are a lot of cases where a lease makes sense for people. It would seem to me, in my, in my way of thinking, which could be way off as it usually is, uh, but if you're going to lease a vehicle, uh, an EV would be the one to lease. Sure. I mean, there's always a, you know, a mileage limit, as, as you referred to, uh, whether it be twelve or 15,000 miles a year, whatever it might be. But to me, that would be the perfect you know, vehicle to use for short trips and you know, going to the grocery store or if you have a short, you know, relatively short commute to work or whatever it is. I mean, to me, that would be the, the perfect vehicle to lease. Oh, no doubt. I think yeah. that, you know, like you said, that your daily commute back and forth to work uh, here and there, just running your errands and whatnot is great. But, you know, I, I think you allude to uh, a different issue that we see a lot of people running into is people don't want to take these on long trips. Right. And, and we're right. seeing more and more of that, that, you know, to do that cross country or, you know, even East Coast trip from New Hampshire to Florida or down to the Carolinas, whatever it happens to be, that planning for that recharging has become more and more problematic. And I've seen one case where the gentleman had tried to plan a trip uh, from part of Canada down into U.S., uh, planned his stops according to where the charging stations were, and got partway through his trip, got to one charging station. That charging station was out of order. Got to the next one, which was close enough, you know, so he built in a a margin of safety so that there was others in the area. Got to the next one. It was out of order. And of course, by the time he was there, then it was too late. He was completely out of charge. And, you know, so plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work. Plan C, unfortunately, was tow it to the dealer where the next nearest charging station was and have it charged up at the dealer. So I think that's part of the challenge with the EVs is that we haven't got that charging infrastructure in place yet, much like you have a corner gas station. We don't have a corner charging station yet. Now, they're becoming slowly more and more prevalent, but not to the degree that I think they need to be. And I can't speak to what's out in the Midwest, but can, you know, one of my wife's and I's ideas is, let's take a trip to the Midwest. Now, imagine having an EV, and all of a sudden you get out into Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Dakotas, and you're going hundreds of miles in between stops and there's nothing out there. Yeah. So what do you do? I guess you just uh, self-charge, right? Oh, you bring the generator with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and and so I I think, you know, the day-to-day trips, you know, your trips to work, trips to the grocery store, seems to be more prevalent for the EV community than a lot of the long trips. And, And I may be completely mistaken, but unless you're going from major city to major city to major city, 
uh, which is great when you have the populace we do here on the East Coast, but you get to the midsection of the country and that's not always possible. So what do you do about, if you will, that range anxiety that we have sure. with the EVs yeah. and yeah. all right, what is that backup plan to, to get you to the next point? Uh, exactly. I mean, if you if you go, you know, from home to work or to the grocery store, do, do the errands and uh, put on, let's say, 200 miles a week, mm-hmm. like, it's perfect for that, right? Exactly, right. If, if that's what you use it for. I mean, it'd be perfect. And then just charge it up at home, you know? Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that leads to the discussion about the different varieties of chargers that are out there. You know, you have a, a level one charger, which is your quick charger, level two, and level three. And so depending on what you have, typically at home, you're going to have a level two, level three. So it's going to be a, a multi-hour charging cycle or overnight charging cycle. Mm, yeah. Your level one is typically what you see with the Tesla chargers beside the highway, where you can recharge, you know, to 80, 90% in under an hour. Mm. So, you know, that, those seem to be more and more prevalent. Yeah. Well, they, they will have to be more and more prevalent. Uh, if I ever consider getting an electric <laughs> car, which I probably never would, uh, but uh, you, you, you just never know. You can't rule it out. Uh, we'll take a break here on Kale & Company Live. We'll take your calls if you have any uh, questions or comments for Dan Weed, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street, Concord. Make an appointment now, 603-225-7988. Or you can do it online at uh, weedfamilyautomotive.com. Watch a little uh, weed TV and, uh, and, and just, uh, you know, chill out that way. It's the longest run- one of the longest-running TV series there is. All sorts of new and exciting information there, every week. It, it, absolutely. So we'll take a break. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. If you'd like to talk to Dan right now, live on the radio, 603 224 1450. We will take a break. Kale and Company continues here on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. It is going to be a beautiful Labor Day weekend and uh, I guess Dan Weed it uh, pretty much starts today in earnest. They say the busiest travel day will be Today. Well, you know, that's really kind of strange because my boss didn't give me today off oh, geez, or tomorrow. That boss, you've got a tough boss. <laughs> you really do. What's the matter with him? Her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Weed Family Automotive, conveniently located at 124 Store Street in uh, Concord. Uh, tell you, Store Street, uh, adding uh, more bells and whistles. Uh, uh, as uh, as the weeks go by, yeah, yeah. All, all the uh, the new amenities are open at this point. You know, yeah. The, yeah, the Playa Bowls place to the one ten grill. Yeah, to yeah. two ironically two competing cell phone stores right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> I know that's it's kind of uh, I, I I don't get that, but but, uh, but it, it is nice, uh, and I have not done it yet. I I've driven by a number of times. I haven't done it yet. Uh, sit out by uh, one of the fire pits that they have at the uh, one ten grill. Right. It's nice. A nice option to have, uh, but uh, it, it is great. And you know, I, th- I think uh, not, this has nothing to do with cars. Uh, but uh, I, there, there weren't too many benefits from uh, from the pandemic. But one thing is, I think every area, uh, at least here in New Hampshire, that I can speak of, there's more outdoor dining. Yes, than there has ever been. Yeah, and I and, think that's great. Yeah, you, know, uh, you you look at downtown Concord, especially yeah. you know Main Street. Yeah, all the little cafes and restaurants and whatnot. 
that have opened up their outdoor seating areas. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of it had to be some regulations that prohibited it in the past. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there was such a huge demand that the the city governments finally realized that, yeah, they got to kind of give into this and, and, and open up that avenue. But, you know, it's great to sit out on a day like today, uh, have your lunch or dinner, out, out on the, the sidewalk it or the is, patio. It is. It's it's a wonderful thing, and there's more of it in, in downtown Concord and uh, downtown Manchester than there has ever been before, I think. Yeah, you know? and, and, and even some of these places that you wouldn't give a, a lot of thought to. So my wife and I have discovered this uh, great little place in Pittsfield, uh, the Over the Moon Restaurant and Brewery. Uh-huh. They're right there on uh, Upper City Road. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, you sit out in their outdoor seating area, yeah. and you have a great panoramic view of the entire Suncook Valley. Uh, so it, it's really wow. neat to see, and, and what a great view. So a little shout out to them. At, oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. Hidden Moon Brewery and over the top. So a great little place over in Pittsfield. You, you see so many now uh, craft breweries and wineries around the state. It's uh, it's really something now yeah. that uh, the industry has uh, has taken off. Uh, Dan Weed is with us, Weed Family Automotive. Anything uh, going on that we should know about in the automotive world? Well, I think like a lot of other industries, we have a, a huge labor shortage right now. And yeah. you know, our shop is, is no different. We're one one person short in our our on our staff in the shop, and uh, you know it's been six months or more since I've been on the hunt for somebody, and and I do have somebody uh, hopefully on the horizon, but we'll see how that plays out. But I think everybody right now is really struggling to find those people to fill their staff. But you know here in New Hampshire we have a, a great program through starting in the high school, and I think it should be sooner, but that's my own yeah belief. Yeah. You know, back to junior high and industrial arts and home ec and all that other stuff that we used to have. Yeah. But uh, the high school program here in town, uh, great, terrific program. They've actually got a, n- a new lead instructor this year. So oh, really? Yeah. That should play out really well. And the, the community college system, you know, the, the downside to all, all of this is, you know, school is not for everyone. So through a series of programs that we belong to, we're starting to develop our own, if you will, apprentice program. Mm -hmm. So those kids that maybe can't afford to and or just school is not their cup of tea, there's another avenue for them to be able to get into our industry uh, through an apprenticeship program. And our shop, as well as a a host of others, are starting to develop this to have our own independent apprenticeship program that we can offer to those qualified candidates that come in and say, look, I'd really like to give this a try. I'm really excited about this, and and let's see what we can put together. Uh, I mean, the more vocational training, the better, as far as I think many people are concerned. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, No doubt. Uh, Really. You know, one of the benefits, uh, I think, of being in the automotive industry is I can parlay some of what I know in that to so many other different trades, if you will, you know, from sort of, you know, plumbing to electrical and, and whatnot, you know, I was doing this week working on a equipment trailer. So I'm out there cutting, fabricating and welding in some steel plate for this trailer. Yeah. Uh, this morning I was laying in new wooden deck. So there's your carpentry skills Yeah. Yeah. and, exactly. and had yeah. to do some wiring and other stuff with it. So, you know, you kind of get a, a full round of different things to do depending on what you're doing. Of course, you know, in my world, we're talking about you know cars and trucks, but you look at the entire industry as a whole, and there's just so many more opportunities out there from you know heavy equipment mechanics to 
locomotives to airplanes and and on and on the list goes, you know, for somebody that has that mechanical aptitude and and likes to see things, you know, find that problem, fix it, and and make it better. So, you know, that's kind of the neat thing about what we do. And and really, whether you're a machinist, a carpenter, plumber, electrician, it it all comes down to the same thing. You can come in, find the problem, fix it, and, and make it better from there. And so that's kind of a neat thing. And plus, for somebody like me, my attention span might be a little shorter than most, or that OCD kicks in a little bit. And you can see, all right, this is where I started. I found the problem, I fixed it, and I can see the end result in a relatively short period of time more often than not. And, yeah. and so that's a great feeling. Oh, it is. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure all of those fields you mentioned, whether it be a, an automotive uh, mechanic or what, what do you call them now? I mean... You still call them mechanics? Mechanics, technicians. Uh, technicians, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. technicians. That's that's the word I was looking for. Or plumbers, electricians, uh, you name it. I, I'm sure there are plenty of uh, openings in, in those fields. And there, there, is there will always be. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I, I had heard growing up as a kid is, you know, learn a trade, learn a trade, learn yeah. a trade. You'll always have a job in the trades no matter what because there are certain industries and vocations out there that we don't particularly have to have uh they've certainly found their place in our daily lives but at the end of the day if a lot of things stop and you go back to basic skills Mm -hmm. these are the things that you need to be able to get through every single day or to make the world run yeah and uh i i I guess the things are coming along in in public schools uh as as you mentioned uh in terms of vocational education uh and uh i I mean, I, w- I would strongly encourage it to uh, to grow and, and grow and grow because, uh, you know, with the price of uh, college these days, mm. I mean, the, the, it's just astronomical. It's out of sight, really. How it, many? So many uh, families really can't afford it. And, it, and, and, and don't don't buy this that you're going to get it. You know, your loans taken care of. Your student <laughs> loans will will not uh, be taken care of in, in all probability, which uh, is a good thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't foresee that happening, uh, and I'm certainly not an advocate of it. You know, yeah. in, in my day and age, you know, if you took a loan out, that yeah. was your responsibility to pay back regardless. And, you know, if you, you know, I keep seeing this saying over and over and over again, and you know, if your degree isn't worth it to you, then why is it worth it to me to pay off as a, you know, as a taxpayer? I mean, I might yeah. be short-sighted on that, but, uh, you know, going forward, the vocational programs within our education system, I think really need to be bolstered mm-hmm. and yeah. brought even more forward to what we see every day. And it'd be really nice to see the funding come through the federal and the state yeah. level to maybe not so much push these four-year degrees that they've been pushing so hard for yeah. many, many years, mm-hmm. but to start funding the vocational programs. I would love to see here in New Hampshire a vocational high school program. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be a standalone program or standalone facility, but if we can tie it into what we have now and these kids that are in the vocational program, you tie their reading, their science, and their math into a vocational system so that what they're learning in those particular skills ties directly into the vocation. You know, you can take physics, for example, you know, my physics instructor in college was terrific because he was able to parlay what we were doing and put it into lessons that were geared towards the automotive program. Mm. And so 
it's stuff that you could see and use every day. You could understand, all right, why do I have a three-time safety factor in this particular fastener? Or, you know, how does torque to yield work and things like this? And yeah. so you're taking your what would be far and away uh, – physics stuff that you just really don't wrap your head around to put it into everyday use and stuff that you can see and touch and feel right exactly that that is, that is so important and uh, put it to practical use and uh dan by the way i mean you, you just make too much sense uh, that, that's the problem uh but but you know there will be a gubernatorial election uh, next year if you'd like to get involved i think i, <laughs> Great. I, think, I think it'd be terrific i i, <laughs> I know uh, governor sununu is not running again so there, there there's an opening All there's right. an opening uh, I'll, I'll see uh, what kind of support is out there <laughs> <laughs> Dan Weed is with us from uh, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord, WeedFamilyAutomotive.com, or give them a call, 603-225-7988. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Kale and Company live here this morning. And uh, if you missed any part of this show or just want to hear it again, and who wouldn't, uh, tune in tonight right after 7 o'clock. And uh, we'll repeat this program with Dan Weed of Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. And you can get in touch with uh, Weed Family Automotive online, weedfamilyautomotive.com, or on the phone, 603-225-7988. You're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. I try, Twitter, and, try and be everywhere. You you are everywhere. I think you can find me in the post office somewhere, uh, too. Oh, is your picture up in the post office? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, vocational education, and I, I think some parents feel, you know, that you know their sons and daughters must go to college. Sometimes you know I think it's a case of you know keeping up with the Joneses. That mm-hmm. uh, you know there's a stigma attached if if you don't put your kids uh, through college. But but I think that uh, that you know that quote unquote stigma has to go away because there are so many other avenues that you can take and be successful. Uh, right. In life, yeah, no, no doubt. And you, yeah. you take a look at you know so many of the, I call it rich and famous, if you will, or some of these people that have come out and, and done very well for themselves, and never really went beyond high school. Yeah, never really finished college or started college and didn't finish, uh, but have gone on to become very, very successful. And I've had uh, one gentleman in particular that came through our shop uh, as a young man, did very well with us, very talented technician, you know, could pretty much fix anything. By the time he come to the shop, he had already custom built a couple of cars on his own and whatnot, uh, left us and went on to uh, open his own business and very successful at his own business as well. And all through his high school career, and he went to a four-year private school locally and whatnot, and his guidance counselors always told him that unless you go to college, you'll never earn a living. You'll never be this. You'll never be that. You know, it's all they were pushing four year degree, four year degree, four year degree the entire time. And for a lot of people, and I've seen it with my own kids, you know, school is not their cup of tea and really not the 
greatest learning environment for them. You know, they need to be outside doing something different. It's hands-on, it's this, it's that. And even, again, with my three kids, their learning styles were so dramatically yeah, different sure. between yeah. the three of them. Uh, it was interesting to see how the school you know, handled or didn't handle their learning situations. Yeah. No, it's true. It is true. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess guidance counsel- counselors push a four-year degree. And uh, uh, But, again, I think, uh, and we talk about it off the air, uh, there should be more money uh, invested, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, from the, the federal government or, or state government, in vocational education because it's not increasing rapidly enough not not anywhere near enough i look at a lot of the trades you know and friends that i have that are in the trades and they're getting to the point where they're reaching that retirement age you know and then that 50 to 60 year old range and, and we're looking that you know we'd like to sit back and enjoy some retirement time and we don't see – I see more volume of people getting out of the business than getting into the business. Really? Yeah. Uh, regardless of the trade at this point. Yeah. And so I see a lot of the industries are trying to uh, keep people longer as much as possible. But I think that uh, not only coming from the federal government and state government as far as funding is concerned, I think a lot of the industries need to start, you know, anteing up and, and putting, you know, some investments into this as well. And so fortunately – Fortunately, at least in our area, uh, the, if you will, board of directors for the automotive program here in Concord uh, is all people from within the industry mm-hmm. to help support and sponsor the automotive program. And I'm sure the other trades that they have here in Concord are, are the same. But, you know, I alluded to the fact that there's a group of independent people getting together to try and put a program together for individuals that really don't want to or can't go to college for whatever the reason may yeah. be so that you can come into the industry in an independent facility see what it's like on a day-to-day basis yeah. give it a try and you know have if you will a commitment so we'll come in we'll provide an education we'll provide tools we'll provide equipment and provide the experience for you that you need to get your feet in the door make sure that this is a passion that you're going to stick right. with. Yeah. And I think that's the key to it is having that passion for it. Exactly. Yeah. But the, you know, the, the other side of it too is, is finding the right people. You know, it's not always what you know, but you got to have the right attitude, the right aptitude, and the ability to learn and, and get along with other people. And those three skills are skills that we can't teach. Those are what I describe as personality skills. But if you have those and they're naturally ingrained to you, then we can teach you the technical skills that you need to know. Do uh, many of the vocations have uh, apprentice, uh, apprenticeship, apprenticeship programs uh, available? You hear about apprentice uh, plumbers or electricians. Uh, uh, what about in the, uh, the automotive field? Yeah, same in, in the automotive yeah. field. So a lot of the, you know, like the kids come in in the high school program, part of their program, particularly in the senior year, is they have to go out for six weeks into the industry, and so they job shadow within the industry as part of their you know, high school education. And the same, you get into the college level, and before you even get into the door into the college, they expect that you come ready and pretty close to having a, a place to go throughout your college career for that experience. And so yeah, all the other trades as well, whether it's plumbers, uh, machinists, 
electricians, there is an apprentice program in place. Uh, certainly, you're not going to make the huge money, if you will, right out of the gate, but you've got to start somewhere. It gets your foot in the door. And yeah. what, what we don't spend in college tuition, you know, a hundred to one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year or more, uh, we make up for in time and training and the investment in tools and equipment. Yeah. Oh. Well, it is uh, terrific. How, how do uh, you know you go about it in terms of, of finding out, uh, you know, how to, how to get into an apprenticeship uh, program? I think the best thing is through the local high school or college, and if not, it's a matter of you know the old school way of going out, knocking on doors, introducing yourself to people yeah. and saying, hey, look, I'm trying to get into this. And, you know, what can I do to start as an apprentice or maybe even do a job shadow for part of the summer to make sure that this is something that we want to do? Yeah. So there, there you go. If you're, uh, you know, uh, not someone who, uh, you know, likes to uh, be in the classroom or have any, uh, you know, desire to go to college, I mean, this is a, an avenue to take. Uh, whether it uh, you know be in uh, any one of the trades we we've talked about, but uh, hey, you know it's just uh, you know not everybody has that uh, that classroom mentality, right? And uh, you don't you don't need it to succeed necessarily. No, if if you have the basic skills, you know, if you can have you know reading reading comprehension, yeah. be able to look at you know wiring diagrams, you know, obviously with some training and understand yeah. how things work. It's part of that that aptitude. Uh, there's a lot that we can teach you after that but you know those those core personality traits is, yeah. is what we look for coming into it and the rest we're more than happy to share our knowledge and training and help you you know improve from there there you go dan weed from weed family automotive 124 store street in concord uh, labor day weekend uh, we'll say it's officially underway right now sure. i mean uh, those cars are heading up 93 north heading to their destinations uh, a lot of them from out of state spending money in in uh, new hampshire so we're happy about that helping our economy in every way you possibly can that's true and, and the affairs are opening this weekend hopkinton fair opens this weekend yeah, I, the, I, I heard the ad yesterday and it's like wait a minute uh, the hopkinton fair this weekend uh, yeah you know how about that huh? right my we spent so much time at the fair my my youngest daughter did 4-h for a number of years and we virtually lived at the fairgrounds for the weekend yeah I and can imagine. Uh, so yeah. it just all of a sudden it, it came up on me like Oh my goodness! There's that ad for the Hopkinton Fair, yeah, and it just uh, that flood of memories coming back. I know, yeah, Hopkinton Fair and uh, Lancaster Fair up north. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, lots of things uh, going on. A- any advice for people who are out on the roads and get a little frustrated if the uh, the traffic uh, is backed up for miles? Yeah, let's not see any more of these road rage videos. <laughs> but I, I think it's you know pre-planning for the trip. Let's get the car ready. Make sure the car is serviced as, be- as best you possibly can. Uh, get those things taken care of. We are coming into the fall season. We're knocking on the door of winter. So it's not too early to start looking at that fall and winter maintenance, you know, taking a look at, you know, make sure the tires are good. You know, that's yep. one of the things that I see more often than not. We took a set of tires off a car the other day that were down to the steel cord. So, you know, one simple wow. thing that you can take care of, you know, we get some of the, the mild rain that we've had over the summer. Those tri- tire treads are at that bare minimum, that three, four, 30 seconds. And, you know, you're, you're running on borrowed time at that point. 
So if you uh, don't want to be running on borrowed time, uh, make an appointment with the Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord, 603-225-7988, weedfamilyautomotive.com. And uh, Dan, always great to have you uh, in studio. And uh, I I think you should uh, consider that gubernatorial run. I, I really do. I think you have a lot of a lot of good ideas, and you're very statesmanlike. I'll, I'll give it some careful consideration God, after my radio career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, thanks a lot. Have a great uh, Labor Day weekend. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. And that'll do it for this edition of uh, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Join us tomorrow for the Friday Fun Bunch. Kitty Ray will be in studio after having celebrated her birthday and uh, Tom Raffio as well, right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Have a great Thursday, everybody.